Welcome to the Watch and Learn Show, where we talk about life lessons we learn from movies new and old, and we have a bit of fun along the way. And now, here's the host, Sky and Dusty. Hey, hey, movie maniacs. My name is Sky, and this、uh, across the screen from me is my brother, Dusty. Dusty, I have a question. Does chaotic and crazy outweigh like, rational and calm to you in relationships? My goodness, that's what I look for. Like, when I'm going through a dating app, I'm always checking those boxes crazy and irrational and does、chaotic. not have any filter. Chaotic, any filter on their mouth? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I always look at. That's how I ended up with Denise. You know her as crazy and chaotic <laughs> as anybody can be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, this is a Netflix movie. I wonder are movie theaters going to die? Do you think? I mean, this is rather interesting that, you know, we have.、Uh, Disney has their own streaming service. So they're putting stuff through just the Disney streaming service. You have Netflix, you have Hulu. I don't know if they're actually doing things, but I know Amazon Prime is. So, I mean, I know that it's people can make movies and sell them either to Netflix or sell them to、um, Amazon Prime or whatever. Like they literally sell them. But what are your thoughts about a th- movie theaters dying? I don't think it's the death knell of them just yet. Unless, like, we talked about Bloodshot the other day, right? It came out in theaters and then theaters were closed. People couldn't go see it. Let's say they expected, just as a, as just a, a number, they thought Bloodshot were, would bring in 30 million in the, th-、uh, 300 million theaters, just as a number. Who knows? But if they thought theaters would get 300 million, but then when it came out on Amazon, they made 450 million, then maybe theaters would die. But I highly doubt that's going to happen, right? Because, You know, movie comes out in theaters, makes 300 million. When it comes out on video on de- demand or, or Amazon, they make another 20 million. That's 320 total. I highly doubt they would make up that money with just Amazon. So for the foreseeable future, it's not going to die just yet. But maybe when things reopen, people don't want to see theaters or movies because they're scared. That could be the downfall of it. I, I don't think it would ever, well, I wouldn't say ever because I, I can't foresee it, but in the near future, meaning like the next 20 or 30 years, I personally don't see it actually happening where movie theaters die. Because a big reason why I don't think so is because humans are social creatures. Like we are social, where if we just sit in our houses, like if you're, oh,、uh, Wally, remember Wally and they're, you know, they're in that ship and they're just looking at screens and floating around because they're so fat and all that sort of stuff.、Um, They have machines that are carting them around. The, that's, I don't think that's ever actually possible. We're such social creatures. And, but at the same time, I'm probably wrong because people think that they're getting social interaction doing Zoom or you know, video calls when honestly, that is literally not social interaction. It's not good enough. And I'll give you an、um, example or somewhat of a、uh, reason why. So, with this COVID 19, everybody's locked down. People are not able to leave their house. Suicides are skyrocketing. They're, I mean, people are just, they're, they're, they, they need to be around other people. And, but movie theaters aren't necessarily complete socialization, but it, at the same time, you get social interaction with people. So I just think if people are only watching it at home, they're not getting the full experience. I don't think that it's going to actually kill off movie theaters. I was disappointed about drive ins, though. There is one drive in still here in, Amer- in、uh, Arizona. Actually, you live in California. I live in America. So, in America, there's still one drive in here. And so, it was a joke that California is not in America. But、uh, so, anyways, drive ins being gone. But now, with having 
the new myth or sorry, the wrong Missy and watching on Netflix. What did you think about just watching on Netflix as opposed to going in the movie theater? Um, I was fine with it. It's not the kind of movie I would generally go to the theaters to see if I'm going to take the time and go to the theater. Um, it's normally for big action movies, right? Where you want to see it on the big screen. You want to hear it all coming at you, even though I wear earplugs because my ears are weaker or whatever the term is, right? Um, I, I generally only see movies in theaters like that, like 1917, uh, Avengers Endgame. Those were perfect big screen experiences. And so I think as long as the there's going to be big screen experience movies made, the theaters will still be open. But here's the thing. A lot of people, and it really bums me out, and you do this. You are guilty of this. When you go to the no, theater I'm not. and somebody no. pulls out their cell phone. La, 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 oh, la, 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 <laughs> If I could have a gigantic screen in my house and never deal with other people on their cell phones <laughs> at the theater again, I might never go see a movie, though. That's one issue. Um, I guess mm. the social contract in movie theaters. So you yeah. need to yeah. shape up, buddy, if you want movie theaters to be around. But so for everybody watch, see everybody watching this on YouTube. If you listen to the podcast, check out our YouTube, everything. If you didn't know, everything that we put out here is actually on our YouTube channel. Go to watchandlearnpodcast.com forward slash YouTube. And so you can watch me. This is what I, this is how I'm, Sky doesn't like this, but I'm literally like this. Like the, I have the, the, uh, uh, brightness all the way down and it's literally right in front of my face. So nobody else can see it. And I'm typing like this and I'm, I'm literally huddled like this because I, Sky has got on me so much. He even brought a pad and paper when he when we went to the movie theater once. He said, "Hey, I brought you a pad and paper because I don't want you writing on your phone." I'm like, "I'm not going to use that. I can't even <laughs> see it. And I need it." So, I, so I'm like this, but I could see how I. The, for me, the phone not necessarily so much. It's the chewing and the eating and the people inside <laughs> the theater. I I hate hearing people eat. It's just so irritating. But anyways, let's get to the movie. Yeah. Okay, now the wrong Missy. Adam Sandler production, the Happy Madison pr- production. Um, I like seeing the the cast again, like all of his friends. He, you know, he keeps them, you know, employed. Um, what was really interesting is Netflix realized uh, probably I don't know five or six years ago that Adam Sandler movies were the most high. You know, that's that's where they make their most money is from Adam most Sandler movies. Most frequently viewed, I so, bet Adam Sandler's. Yeah. So, what did you think about the Wrong Missy? Oh, man, I'm conflicted, man. It was fun. And I love Lauren Lapkus. She's one of my favorite comedic actors. Uh, You don't listen to the Comedy Bang Bang podcast, but she is just such an incredible improvisational actor. She is great in everything I've ever heard her do and seen her do. And she was good in this movie. And I like seeing her in like a starring role. Like she was the lead in this movie next to David Spade, right? Absolutely loved it. And then David Spade, he's always great as well. Like you said, at the end of our Princess Bride movie, you like David Spade. I like him too. But this movie felt like so much like blended. A mistake. Like these two people meet, they don't get along. A mistake happens and they end up going to a faraway destination together and are kind of forced to get along. Basic same storyline as Blended. And I love Blended. A plus for that movie. But this one rehashed a lot of the same stuff, even though... It's a kind of a different scenario. So I'm conflicted on my end grade. I enjoyed it. If you're a fan of Adam Sandler, Happy Madison movies, you have to see it because the acting and the characters is so much fun. Um, Rob Schneider with his, with his hand like this, you know, it's so good with two fingers on his hand. For those who are not watching on YouTube, you can't see what I'm doing, but some really good stuff, really fun stuff. But if you do not like Adam Sandler movies, you shouldn't go see it. Like, 
plain and simple. You just shouldn't see it. You won't find any enjoyment in it. That's why on Rotten Tomatoes, I think this is getting on Rotten Tomatoes with um, critics. I think it's getting like a 35% or 36%. Yeah, even audiences at 53% because it's not as good as other ones. But I have to give it, man, it pains me because I don't give anything C's because that's an easy out. I I got to give it a D plus really. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Wow. I didn't expect you to say that after, cause we just did the princess bride and you were excited about a happy Madison or, you know, this, this movie. And I like David Spade a lot. He's really, really great. Um, and the other actors that are Adam Sandler's buddies, um, they're really, really good. And I kind of pictured you saying, Oh yeah, this is perfect. Cause it was just like the, uh, um, uh, Blended. It's just like blended. It's the exact same thing almost. Now, when I'm thinking about the movie, if I have to jump right to a grade, it definitely the rewatchability is something that I always factor in. And all my yeah, so that's down. I'm never going to watch it again. But the way that uh, now the the what's the lady's name? The the main Lauren actress. Lapkus? What's her name? Lauren Lapkus. Yes, yeah. she Lauren Lapkus. She's phenomenal. Like I fully believe she was crazy and somebody I would literally run away from. I'm like, I, I would be, bra- I'd be happy to break my ankle falling out of the window and get away <laughs> from her. She's that crazy. So throughout the entire movie, I could absolutely, she did phenomenal. Like I didn't, she didn't break, not say break character, but like she played that part perfectly. I personally hated that. Like not hated the movie. I'm not saying I hated that. But I hated the watching that how horribly like no filter on your brain and literally just I'm not like that. I have to put a filter on my brain because the things that I say would actually get me in trouble or, you know, I my wife would smack me or whatever it might be. It's like I have to put a filter on my brain and I know my life gets better as I put filters in my brain. And what's interesting in this movie, it showcases that if you don't put a filter on your brain, it actually is, works out to your benefit. I'm like, I don't agree with that. That's actually the worst thing. It that I, I think what if I'm boiling everything down, why I didn't like the movie is because what should have happened is they both should have grown differently. Like Lauren Lapkus' character literally didn't grow. She literally just, just stayed the same. David Spade's character changed. But if they both grew where she realized, you know what, and then I could tone it down a little bit, but he can all, you know, I could live it up a little bit. That would be so much better. But because it was so over the top and literally no change, I, I'm going to give this literally an F minus. I will wow. never watch it again. I did laugh. Don't get me wrong. I did laugh. I was cringing at sometimes, but like with her falling off a cliff, hitting the cliff, hitting the tree, falling down into the, on the sand. I'm like, dude, that is just stupid. Like yeah. you're trying to make this somewhat believable. Like that is just not yeah, over the top for me. So I, honestly, I, I, you know what? I, I'm not going to give it F minus. There have been F minuses. I'm going to take that back because as I watched it, I did enjoy. I did have a little bit of fun. I did laugh. I did. I, and I didn't go away thinking, man, I wish I had my life back because there are bad movies that I'm like, I want my life back. Those are F minuses. Oh, like that, that zombie movie with Bill Murray in it. That was disgustingly horrible where I didn't even see it. I'm like, I want my life back. You stole my life away from me. And so this one, instead of F minus, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give a solid D because I did laugh quite a bit. I'm going to give a solid D. Good. I'm glad to hear that. The D and I'm, I'm right there with you. So D plus just because any other happy Madison fan, you've got to see it. Um, speaking of happy Madison movies and, and happy, not happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler. Have you ever seen the movie click? Yes. I no. Wait, wait. Yes. I, no. Yes. Yes. And no, I watched, I watched a couple parts of that. Like I, I got bored. I couldn't watch it all. Yeah. I, 
I kind of force myself to sit through it. But one thing I like in this movie, or Click reminded me of something that this movie, The Wrong Missy, does very well. It's that Adam Sandler movies, for whatever reason, when they bring in people that you've seen in other movies, you laugh. You remember them from other movies. You love seeing them. Every time I see Rob Schneider in a movie, I love seeing Rob Schneider. In this one, at the end, you see Vanilla Ice. I remember him from Ridiculous 6. He was great in Ridiculous 6 as Tom Sawyer. Um, or uh, Mark Twain, I mean to say. So that's one thing. And in Click also had Henry Winkler, who played the coach in The Waterboy. So when you see these characters return... It's it's kind of like watching a movie with great songs or something. Like, oh, the great songs make you enjoy the movie more. When I see these actors that I love in another role, it just makes me enjoy it more once again. And and the 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 wrong Missy, just like Click, did it pretty darn well. And I think maybe that's one reason why I gave it a D plus instead of the D that you gave, just because I enjoy seeing these actors in it again. You know? Yeah, I get it. I tried to watch The Ridiculous Six, but I got to the first fight scene where he's standing outside. I couldn't watch anymore. (laughs) Maybe I wasn't in the mood or something. It was just like, this is so like, let's make it so stupid where all I do is look at him and my gun comes out of my holster without even touching it and shoots the guy. And then it goes back in by itself that let's do that. No, this is so it, it was way over the top for me. I was like, maybe I just wasn't in the mood. Maybe it was really good, but oh, I just couldn't stand it. Yeah, me and the boys love it. Me and Dalen have watched it quite a few times. It is so funny, man. Even in, even in this movie, like when they were when he was on the plane going across, and you see um, uh, Jorge Gonzalez, you know the guy that played Hugo from Lost. He was in the Ridiculous Six as well. So as soon as I see him, I'm like, oh, Ridiculous Six, and using the same actors. I just I'm just a big fan of Happy Madison movies because it's pretty obvious they go to places and they hire people that they love being with, like. Who doesn't want to go to Hawaii? Great, let's hire all of our friends and make a movie in Hawaii for seven, eight weeks. You know, it's it's the smartest thing. Let's go to Africa with some of our best friends. Terry Crews, we're taking him to Africa and going to have a Crews, really good yep. time. You know, it's just, it's amazing. That's that's one of the things. Like, I know that they're having so much fun making the movies. It helps it helps me have a little more fun watching the movie. That makes sense. And just like everything, like Waterboy, when all of a sudden Rob Schneider pops out, you know, you can do it. It's all there's Rob Schneider. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. So what was your favorite scene going through this entire movie? Uh, My favorite scene, that was kind of a tough one, but I think it was kind of a character scene. You think of uh, Missy as this crazy, chaotic person the whole time. But all of a sudden, when she she is able to help um, Winstone's wife realized that he's not a good husband. So she does that kind of like does marriage counseling. Not that she should, but she's smart enough to realize there's a situation here. He helps Winstone's wife. And then she convinces Winstone through hypnosis that, uh, David Spade's character is, you know, mama or whatever her name was, Grammy. And so it just, it just, it was a really interesting way to develop her character. And she's more than just a loud mouth, no filter brash chaotic person she actually has some deeper sense to her some some deeper purpose in her life but we don't really get a full sense of that through this movie like it might be interesting to see further on how she ends up being a mother with david spade and his and their kids or something no that's not gonna be interesting to watch i'm not gonna watch it chaotic mom raising her kids in a chaotic environment you know those kids would turn out bonkers bonkers yeah so i could not come up with a favorite scene oh i i honestly could not come up with one they were all it was all just yeah you did well i shouldn't say yeah you did what about the scene i was really it's it's it goes to the horn dog in me 
But the fact that David Spade almost had a three-way with his ex fiance and a Missy, I was I was rooting for him. Yeah, go David Spade. And then they knock her out a few times. That was maybe my second favorite scene. <laughs> That's hilarious. And which was rather interesting. You well, you don't know anything about his ex fiance, not ex wife, but ex fiance's like personality or anything like that. You don't, you have no no clue about it, how how she is. But then all of a sudden it's like changed. It's like boom, like like something changed in her. Yeah. But yeah, so throughout the entire thing, uh, if yeah, no, honestly, it's almost a forgettable mo- or it's a forgettable. I had yeah. I laugh like I said, but no, it's forgettable for me. So I'm probably not going to even think too much more about the movie. Yeah. But I definitely learned a lot. So my first my first thing is the first lesson I had was every lie. I won't say every lie. Every good lie. Not saying I lie, but if it's a good lie, makes people believe. Yeah, if make if it makes people believe, has a little bit of truth in it. So every good lie that makes people like people want to believe or do believe it, there's a little bit of truth in it. So everything that she was saying had truth into it. Like she was on a on a bridge, gonna jump, but she didn't actually say she was bungee jumping. You know things like that. So everything where she was saying, "Oh, I'm a certified this," or "I'm a certified that." Well, yeah, she's certified, but she took like two classes and then got certified to be a chiropractor. That's not necessarily being certified. Like I can write up a certification. Hey, from Dusty's School of uh, Chiropractor, here you go. Here's your certification. So yeah, there's every every lie. In fact, every believable good lie has a little bit of truth in it. That is absolutely a great lesson. And I could just apply that thinking about my own poker play, right? I'm a poker player and a coach and everything. And the best bluffs, you're trying to convince your opponent that you have a certain type of hand. Well, that hand needs to be possible for you in the first place, right? If you're trying to rep a straight, how holding a six and a three, who plays a six and a three before the flop? Nobody does, right? But if you try to rep a straight with a jack and a 10, that's a common hand that people play with it's more likely that you have that hand. So you're right. There has to be some grain of truth to your bluffs and your lies, of course, as well. Good point. Can, can you dumb that down a little bit? I have no clue what nope, you just said. No, that's as dumb as it gets. If you don't know anything <laughs> about poker, too bad. You're screwed on that point right there. Yep. All right. So my first I am life- so not a poker player. So yeah, everything you just said literally went over my head and I'm not even going to try to figure yeah, it out, but go no ahead. Worries. But if anybody out there wants a poker coach, hit me up. There you go. (laughs) So uh, my first lesson is uh, don't use easy to break passwords. And I I loved the interaction. (laughs) Nick Swartzen, super funny character actor. He was the HR guy that knew all of his passwords. He changed his password. Oh, don't use your mother's maiden name with the last four of your social. Come on, buddy. It was just so smart. But that's an absolute truth. Do not use easy to break passwords. Password should not be your password. Whatever it might be, you no. know, or your your, your I, I have seven the digit best, phone number. What? I have the best one ever. And I fact I, I probably learned it from somewhere. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. That's right. One, that's two, three, my password. Four, I have <laughs> so if you guys don't know, that's from Spaceballs. Oh, but, you shouldn't uh, even say yeah, that. Everybody brilliant. listening to this podcast should know that. And if they don't know Spaceballs and don't remember that, they're living their uh, they're living their life wrong. Oh. Don't even watch Spaceballs. Just watch our review of Spaceballs you and you go. will die laughing. It's hilarious. Totally. Now, okay, yeah. So that's a that's a good lesson. That's really, really good lesson. And I actually use many different passwords. They're all variations of a couple different ones, like um, extra three or four or five or like extra numbers or letters, but they're all variations. But they're all, there's so many of them are all different. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's a great point. So my second one is, Never do anything stupid, wrong, demeaning 
for money or for your boss. Like when the boss is doing literally stupid stuff, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't care. I am literally not going to put on a mermaid outfit going there. Now I will jump because I want to jump into the shark tank with you. I'll definitely do that. That'll be so fun. But no, I'm not going to dress up like his little lackey that brings him coffee and drinks and stuff like that. Dressed up like that. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Well, you're fired. Well, good. I am fired. I'll get my unemployment and I will. I'm gone. And I will not have you as a boss anymore. Exactly. I'm going to sue you for degrading me or whatever. So no, for money, for your boss or anything. I was like, there's no way I would ever do any of that stuff. Yep. I just realized maybe your favorite scene should be the shadow talent show scene. That shadow was seen with the lemons coming out of his butt and poop going up <laughs> on the wall. That was actually really funny. I just, I just now was remembered funny. that. That was funny. Yeah, that was. It's like, what is that coming out? Of his yeah, butt? yeah. That's that was <laughs> that was scene. pretty good. Yep. And so my <laughs> my second lesson is double check all digital communications and think before you send. Right, like he was constantly texting this this Missy. I don't know how you actually do that on your cell phone. Maybe it's a, it's easy to mistake a Melissa for a Missy. Um, but after this relationship, why do you even save Missy's text number? That that first time you broke your ankle, you know you never want to contact her again. Delete out of your phone right away, buddy. You screwed up. And so just double check everything. Before you send out a tweet that could possibly cost you your job in the future, I mean, everything. Think before. Because digitally, it's there forever. And, and it's so easy. I've done... Um, nothing terrible, but I've accidentally texted other people thinking it was Denise all the time. I've, I just, I, I, I might've done that to you, texted you thinking it was Denise or vice versa. You know, it happens. It does happen. And it reminds me of, I was probably about, I don't know, 10 years or so ago when the email reply all started becoming like, Hey, everybody watch out. Don't hit reply all because that goes to everybody in the entire office. You know, so that's another thing. Like everything, every single thing you do with with digital communication, because if it goes out there, it's going to get stuck and people are can screenshot it or whatever it might be. You got to be very, very sure of what you're putting out because it could actually come back to bite you. So, and you're 100% right. Why in the world would you keep that person's number? So this is what I get. So honestly, on my phone, I get all the time, at least maybe once or twice a week, I'll get random texts from people saying, Hey, get 50 poker chips from this or this casino and hit, you know, this button and whatever. I don't know how they get my number. All I do is I literally, cause same thing. If I had Missy's phone number in here, I would literally, and I, there's a button I click delete and block. So mm-hmm. I can't get yeah. any more texts and I can't even, del- or, you know, I can't even see him again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you want to get that out. So that's a, a very wise point. That's, that's just stupid. Like why would you even keep that number? So, um, my Monday morning quarterback, I think I have one more lesson, but my Monday morning quarterback is never go on a blind date. Like that's just, in my opinion, silly. Whoever's wanting to connect you to just say, Hey, let's go do something all together. Like if it's your grandma, Hey, Hey grandma, let me take you because you <laughs> met over here. Let's go to the restaurant across the street and we can walk over. Oh, Hey, this is this person. You know, something like that. Get that. And so you can say when you're driving home, grandma, did you really want me to go on a blind date with that crazy lady? Like you can, you can, you yeah. like, don't do me any favors unless it's somebody that's hot and sane. You know, so, but <laughs> hot yeah, so insane. My two requirements. <laughs> yeah. Two, two requirements. So yeah, that's my thing is don't go on any blind dates. But hey, it might be it might work out well, but I just I never did. And I don't see this fully 
taught me the lesson to never go on a blind date. Yeah, I've never been on one for myself. And now that I'm married, hopefully I'll never have the chance to go on one or the reason to go on one. Um, so I, I doubt I ever will. Yep. So what was your third lesson? Yep. Or second lesson, I mean. So my second Oh, so my, I think my second lesson already said never do anything stupid, wrong, or for money. Like, don't do anything demeaning for money. So my third lesson on top of that is fess up as soon as you can. There's no reason to lie. Even though one of my lessons was every good lie that's believable has a little bit of truth in it, I try my best to never lie. Um, and so you want to fess up as quick as possible. It's going to – it really comes down to, like, just rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Like, literally rip it off. It's going to hurt right now. But it's going to hurt so much worse if you prolong it and make it make it worse. Now, obviously, this is a movie, so it turned out for the better where he actually falls in love with her and yada, yada, yada. But from that, what actually realizes is if he if it didn't get better, he literally didn't like her and literally just couldn't stand her. And like you could see at the very end, she was literally holding that knife. I am going to kill you. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and so it's just so much better to fess up. Just just rip the bandaid off, be truthful, be honest, instead of prolonging something that's just going to be so detrimental. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. He's just on that plane right there. Just know where I, I, I thought you were somebody else. Just be honest because you don't want a relationship with her. She was so crazy in the first place. It's fine if she comes away thinking you're an asshole. Who gives a crap, dude? At least you're not uh, spending a full weekend with her, you know? And who go? what female on the first date goes into the men's locker room and slides underneath on a dirty floor <laughs> in the bathroom looking up into the stall? Who does? Oh. So that, all those things that she was doing was so over the top for me that it was hard for me to watch. It was like, oh, it just doesn't seem believable. But oh, well, it makes the movie a little more fun. Yep. I agree with you. So I don't know. I mean, I'll ask you, was there any props you would take away from this movie? <laughs> no, no, absolutely no prop. I couldn't think of a single one for myself. For well, sure. but maybe, maybe Rob Schneider's hand. Cause you know, he had to have that oh, club prosthetic. hand that, you know, or something. Yeah. But you could tell his hand, he was literally like this, like he had his hand, like, you know, crust over. So they put something all over it, but uh, that was fun. Yeah, that was, that was fun right there. Um, for yeah, some I, reason, I, they, he's, Rob Schneider's de, de, uh, de ma or maimed or like in uh, 51st dates, he had like his, didn't he have like something cut on his eye or something like that? Like a, a couple other movies, he's he actually always has named. some kind of physical deform. Not always, but most of the time, something physically up with him. Just just for him to get into character, I guess, or just something fun to do for the screen. Yeah, and Waterboy, he's all you know hillbilly-ish, and you know you can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very good. Totally, I agree with you. And yeah, for me, I couldn't come up with any props either. So, anything before we end this puppy dust? I don't have anything else. Okay, cool. Me. So this was my choice. I want to know, Dust, what are we learning from next week? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh, you did? You're usually uh, the one good one. No, you're usually the good one to think about that. Hmm. Well, there have been quite a few movies that we've talked about in previous podcasts, like My Blue Heaven, Real Genius. We just mentioned in this one, Waterboy, which might be a lot of fun. Oh, if we talk about action, there's Con Air or maybe any other big Bruckheimer Armageddon type movie we'd want to do. Um, and so those are some old stuff. Tango and Cash, you mentioned pretty recently when we did maybe the Rambo movie with Sylvester Stallone. You said Tango and Cash. And lots of yeah. other movies as well. And I can't think of any good new Netflix movies coming up soon. Let's do Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash? Cool. What, what, what do you think? I mean, do you think 
I'm good with Tango and Cash. It's a fun movie. Okay. I think there's probably going to be a lot to learn from it as well. So Tango and Cash, I'm good with. I mean, it'll require me spending $2.99 on uh, Amazon to rent, but I'm down with it. Are you? Yeah, let's do it. Cool beans. So everybody, we are watching Tango and Cash next week. We got a lovely little um, uh, Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone uh, action movie and a, a 90s action, right, Dust? So we're in store. I haven't seen it for years, but we're probably in store for some really... Um, I, what's the word? Not iconic. What's the word when something, um, um, cliche, cliche. There you go. Some cliche nineties action in store for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I get to pull out another pistol for our pictures that we take for the oh, thumbnail for our YouTube right, channel. Huh? Like I'm, I'm like from now on, I'm going to pull out a gun or something that I can use as being the, uh, the actual prop that I'm going to be having. So yeah, Tango and Cash. Cool beans. So everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you're watching us on YouTube, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash YouTube. Thanks for those eyeballs. And of course, now you know how we felt about the wrong Missy. We want your thoughts. So go to the show notes page, watchandlearnpodcast.com slash the wrong Missy and leave us your comment. Alrighty, once again, my name was Sky. And I'm Dusty. And we will return next week with Tango and cash.